Hello. Hey, what's up, Alan? Hey. All right. All right. What's going on, guys? Today I have Alan True, two four seven sports recruiting analyst and one time appearance Big Ten Network um, employee. Alan True, what's going on, man? Hey, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, let's get right into it. So a lot of people are wondering. So what got you started in your career path slash field? So I actually had an eighth grade project where we had to learn HTML and build a website. And I made one about the NFL draft. I was pretty into following the draft at that point. And you know, uh, other, other middle schoolers were, I guess, doing other things. I was, uh, I was setting my VHS recorder to, to tape games and I was putting them on there and writing scouting reports and stuff. And, Went to the NFL Combine um, a couple of years later when I was in high school, and then it kind of developed into um, the recruiting side of it. Scout, um, which isn't around anymore, but at the time they kind of came by and said, hey, we see you writing some scouting reports. Are you interested in getting into recruiting? Um, Kevin Grady was uh, the big recruit coming out of West Michigan at the time and, and uh, started to cover him and, and then Ronald Johnson and then just kind of decided that I liked recruiting more and uh, gave up the draft stuff a couple of years later. <laughs> That's super cool going to the draft in high school. So like you've always been into, you know, recruiting and covering football since you were younger. Yeah. Like I said, it was more the draft early on um, recruiting coverage hadn't really started too much yet. And then I think the sporting news came out with a national guide that I bought and started reading. And then when I was playing high school football, I didn't get recruited myself, but had a couple of friends on the team who were, and I, I helped those guys make highlight tapes and actually had created accounts on Scout and Rivals and mm-hmm. uh, tried to get those guys on there and recruited and, and met some of the staff that way too. And that that's kind of was the gateway for me to get into recruiting. But yeah, ever since, yeah ever since I was a kid, loved it. Watched, yeah. watched the draft every year growing up. Mm-hmm. That's how I am, too. I'm 20. I'm trying to get into something with the sports field. So I'm always wondering how, like, the guys get in like that. So that's cool. Um. So, yeah. So what is the – to go into the Michigan State recruiting now, what is the player type that you think Mel Tucker is recruiting? Is it similar to how Mark D'Antonio did it, or do you think it's different? You know, I think the, the type of player uh, hasn't changed. Maybe a, a little bit in that I think um, – Coach D'Antonio's staff really valued getting guys to camp, and they were they were became famous for finding guys who were under the radar. A um, mm-hmm. number of guys over the years who didn't have big offer lists or uh, high rankings who turned out to be really good players for them. I think Coach Tucker is kind of blending that with you know they have gone after some guys who are, are more highly ranked guys, some guys who who have big offer lists already, and, and I think they're also targeting guys from around the country a little bit more. Coach D'Antonio's staff very much concentrated on the areas that they knew um, in the Midwest and then would dip into some other states that I think they had good connections in, like Georgia and occasionally into Florida and Texas. Now, Coach Tucker, with his staff being uh, based from all over the country and obviously having some connections out west, having just been at Colorado, I think you're seeing offers extended in different states um, than you saw previously. Yeah, for sure. Um, because I've been seeing all over Twitter, you and Corey Robinson from Michigan State, who writes for Rivals just every day, Michigan State offer this guy, Michigan State offer this guy. So that leads me into the next question. Um, 
and I know I talked to you about this, but who do you believe will be Michigan State's first commit for the 2021 class? If you had to guess or something. So the, the coronavirus shutdown really has affected that because I think it's shrunken down the possibilities because if it's going to, the first one is probably going to be a guy who's been up to campus before and has already met the new staff. Um, I would be very surprised if the first commit was somebody who comes out of the blue having not been to campus. Now they haven't been able to get a ton of guys to campus. So that leads me to a few guys who were able to get there um, shortly before the whole thing shut down. Um, Guys like Jalen Reed was on campus. Um, Ethan Boyd was on campus. Um, Hampton Faye was on campus. Caleb Banks was on campus. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at that group. Um, I know Boyd had a couple of other visits he wanted to take. So did Jalen, but I think some of those guys may start to get a little antsy and move the decision up. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's, it's one of those guys that I just named. Caleb Banks really is starting to like Michigan State more and more. I think he had Kentucky in the lead for a long time. Michigan State has certainly, uh, I think, cut into that lead. Um, he, he would certainly be a candidate, and, and I know that the staff, because they really – want to get a top quarterback in if it's Hampton Faye, I think they would be doing backflips because, um, but, but, but I think they did a good job of being able to get him uh, up on campus fairly early considering that he's all the way down there in Texas. Yeah, I agree. And um, I had Ethan Boyd's like one of his best friends DM me and I didn't know who he was. And he was like, he just visited and he's probably going to commit soon. And I was like, all right, but to your point about the quarterbacks, um, like what quarterback would you say is in the lead right now? Because, I talked to Corey, and he named, like, four guys for me. Well, I think, like I said, um, I would put Hampton there just simply off of the fact that he's been the only one that's been able to visit. So with the uncertainty about um, who's going – I mean, when these guys are going to be able to get back on campus, I think he's the easy one right now to kind of pin down as uh, somebody to watch just because he's already taken the time to get up to campus on his own dime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and obviously this question, all Michigan fa- State fans have been begging me for weeks to ask, but what do you think the latest with Donovan Edwards recruitment is, and where do you see Michigan State standing right now as we speak? Well, it sounds like Ohio State is going to get um, – they already got Evan Pryor, and it sounds like there's a good chance they're going to get Travion Henderson in the mm-hmm. not-too-distant uh, future. If that happens, I can't see Donovan wanting to be the third back in the class. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of opens things back up because I have Ohio State predicted right now off of the strength of a lot of people telling me that they led throughout the winter. I think that's going to change. Um, and to me, once things kind of open back up with them, there's two schools that are in the front of that, which is Georgia. He had a good visit down there in Michigan, who he's liked for a long time. Uh, but I do think that there's some questions that he has about both schools that would allow somebody else to come in. So whether that's a Notre Dame or a Penn State or a Michigan State, I think uh, the game is on again at that point. I, I do, I, you know, I would not, don't want to kind of mislead Michigan State fans by saying they have a great <laughs> shot with him. Um, yeah. they, he obviously took the time enough to come up to campus to meet the new staff, but I still think that one's um, a tough battle for Michigan State right now. And I'm not sure if you can correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he move his commitment date back from the summer to the fall now as well? Yeah, and I think that that could still change. And, you know, uh, I think it depends on, again, on when these guys are able to get back out on the road. And 
I do think that part of that is that he probably wants to see some of these schools play. Um, I, I think he wants to see how the running backs at Michigan do with Zach Charbonnet in the second year. Obviously, that was very little about what the Michigan State offense is going to look like. Um, so I, I do think that he's not a guy who's going to rush into the decision. And, and I think maybe things will get uh, have gotten a little bit more complicated for him here. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I was arguing with Michigan fans was that they really haven't put any good running backs in the NFL. But other than that, I can see what you mean, like playing in the offense better and stuff. Yeah, so with Michigan, I, I do think that that is one of his concerns, and that's why he wants to see kind of year one to year two how a guy like Zach Charbonnet maybe develops um, mm-hmm. in, in his second year. And so I, I do think that's a concern, but he has liked Michigan for a long time. I went to a couple of West Bloomfield games in the fall. And if you look up some of the clips from those games, he's always wearing Michigan gloves. He's flashing M's when he scores touchdowns. <laughs> so I, I do think uh, Georgia has, has cut into that lead, but Michigan's a school that he's liked um, really since the start of his recruitment. Absolutely. And part of that is probably because the quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, right? The five-star. I think that's part of it. I also think he grew up just around Michigan a lot. I believe he's got some Michigan fans in his family. Um mm-hmm. Head coach played at Michigan, and now he's got two teammates, Makari Page and Cornell Wheeler, who are going to be on the team this fall. So just a lot of different connections to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So to follow up on that question, um, where do you believe, obviously we just talked about Donovan Edwards, but some of the other premier uh, state talent will head, like Jalen Reed, um, Sean Benny, Andrell Anthony, just to name a few. Yeah, so we'll start um, – with Jalen Reed, I do think that it was good for Michigan State to get him on campus before things shut down because he's a guy that I could see maybe deciding to commit sometime in the nearish future. And uh, I, I do think he's between a couple schools. I think Michigan State's in there in contention. I think Penn State's probably maybe a little bit ahead of the pack right now. But um, mm-hmm. Penn State, Michigan State are kind of the two teams that I think are, are really kind of battling that out. He likes some schools that are further away. You know, Georgia's offered him, Oregon's offered him, USC's offered him. But with this whole thing being shut down right now, he hasn't been able to get to some of those schools. So I think he has to make a decision right now as to whether or not uh, he's going to wait and get out west and down south or he's just going to make the decision um, sooner. If he does make the decision sooner, I would expect him to end up at a Big Ten or Midwest school. Um, Behind him, you know, a couple other in-state guys. Damon Payne, so a big-time guy. I have him leaving the state. Um, I have Garrett Dellinger leaving the state. So the next couple of guys, as far as Michigan State's concerned, Rayshon Benny, that thing's pretty open. He got up to Michigan State for a visit, really liked them. Notre Dame just offered him yesterday. So I think he's probably going to want to check them out. Uh, wide open, I think, in that one. Jamari Budden speaks highly of Michigan State. Um, he also visited. He's not going to decide until December. So I think that gives a school like Michigan State some time to um, let him kind of see what the defense is going to look like and how he fits in there. He's being recruited all over the place. Michigan's recruiting him as a Viper. Some schools are recruiting him as a Sam. Some schools are recruiting him as a weak side guy. Um, And and he kind of said recently that Minnesota and Purdue have come in and kind of surprised them. So I think he's going to stretch things out. Same thing with Andrell. Um, Andrell played basketball all the way through the winter. So that didn't really allow him to take a lot of visits. He was about to get out on visits, and now he can't. So I would expect him to to take some more time here. Every time I talk to him, he seems like he just hasn't really gotten to get far enough into the process to where he's ready to name any top schools or or make a decision. I know our crystal balls are kind of split between Michigan and Michigan State right now. I haven't put a pick in. 
I, I think it's wide open. I, I think Wisconsin and uh, Northwestern even and Notre Dame and some schools like that are, are very much in the mix for him. Yeah, like I remember you telling me you expect him to stay in the Big Ten, though, probably. I would think so. I can't see him. He doesn't have also a ton of big offers outside the Big Ten, so I would consider him to be a guy that's probably going to stick somewhere in the Big Ten or Notre Dame, kind of an extension of that in the Midwest. Um, and then I guess I'd be remiss, too, if I didn't and mention these two names, Jace Williams and Anthony Tyus, two guys from the west side of the state that have offers from Michigan State, um, also have kind of taken their time to look at other schools. Jace went out to Nebraska and Iowa. Anthony uh, has gotten uh, Iowa State recently. Northwestern seems like they're close to extending an offer. So those guys are also kind of in the same boat of trying to figure out, do we commit right now or do we wait it out a couple weeks and see when we're able to take visits again? Yeah, absolutely. And to your point, like we mentioned a lot of offensive tackles and O-line is, do you think a lot of um, Mel Tucker wants to recruit, you know, bigger O-line? Like some of these guys I saw were like six, seven. Is that something he's emphasizing? You think? It definitely looks like it. And if you go back through to not just his history, but the O-line coach, Chris Kapilovich, if you look at the type of body type he's uh, gone after, it's similar to these guys. So I think offensive line is definitely an emphasis. I, I also think Coach Cap is going to prove himself to be one of the better recruiters on the staff. And you can see it in the way that they're getting after these offensive linemen. He's really hit the ground running. I also think he's, he maybe has, a, I don't want to say an advantage, but his situation is a little bit different than some of the other guys on the staff because he was, I believe he was the first hire or one of the first hires when Coach Tucker took the job. So he's had a little bit more time than the rest of them to get his board set and, and hit the trail, but he's definitely doing a good job. And that kind of vibes with everything that we had heard about him from Colorado and North Carolina, which is that uh, he really, really puts in a lot of effort in terms of recruiting. Yeah, exactly. And guys, what he's saying, he's right about his um, – I think he was OC at North Carolina when they took Clemson to the ACC championship. So he's had success everywhere he's been. It's Yeah, and if you look back at some of those classes, North Carolina, which traditionally is a top – 50 maybe recruiting school they're somewhere in the yeah. 40s they, they had a couple of classes in there they got into the top 25 and I think he was a big part of that yeah but it seems like North Carolina is having a hell of a class next year they've definitely taken that momentum and they've they've moved it forward for sure and so they, they you know they're in a part of the country too that has um, a lot of talent so uh, they're keeping some of those guys uh, at home uh, better and I think that you know, Mac Brown's uh, name recognition has, has helped that also. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the last things I was going to ask you is where do you, where can Michigan State fans realistically expect to see the recruiting classes finish year in and year out um, now that, you know, Mel Tucker's here and everything? Well, it's hard. It's this first class, I would say it's really hard to predict, but I think in the future, you're going to see them recruit really well. And I think part of that is that I think that they, emphasize that coach d'antonio and his staff had a different philosophy i don't think they were really concerned about the rankings and and they would have told you that i I do think that coach tucker wants to create i'm not saying he's concerned with rankings necessarily but they do want um heavily recruited guys so you saw that at colorado where he definitely increased the ranking of their class and i think honestly he's going to have a little bit more to work with at michigan state so this first class based on them getting in um a little bit later, just after signing day, and, and then obviously the shutdown stuff is going to affect it. So I have no idea where this class is going to rank, but I would mm-hmm. think in the next couple of years after this, 
um, you're going to see Michigan State bring in some classes that are higher ranked than uh, their average in the last five to ten years. Mm-hmm. So you would you would say like top 25 year in and year out would be realistic? I think it's realistic, yes. And, and I do think that they're going to shoot for that. And Coach Tucker, um, I can't remember where exactly Colorado fin- finished this last year. They might have been in the top 25. If not, they were very close. So yeah. just seeing that he did that um, and they landed some guys that, that some others like the defensive end, Jason Harris or Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice, uh, mm-hmm. those are big gets. So I would expect him to end up getting some of those kind of guys at Michigan State once they're able to kind of get a foothold in here and, and really move their recruiting efforts forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think I checked and it was like 35th, but it was definitely an improvement like you were saying. Um, but the last thing I was going to ask you, and you probably don't know, but I'm just curious, is do you think the college football season will be played this year? Or do you do you think it could end up being in jeopardy right now? Well, I kind of spend my morning looking at all the numbers and seeing what's happening with the coronavirus and how many cases there are. And it seems like we're increasing right now. So hopefully my, my hope is that, you know, everybody takes it seriously and uh, we can get this thing uh, under control. It's, that's quite a quite a few months into the future so i I, right now i'm holding out hope that it will happen um and fall is a long time away um right now i would say i'm more concerned about whether or not i'm almost i'm to the point where i I don't think spring recruiting is going to happen so then Mm -hmm. the next milestone for me recruiting wise and for college football coaches is when june camps come around will those happen um, and I think those are definitely in jeopardy. And if you're a school like Michigan State, where that was going to be your opportunity to get a, got a lot of guys on campus and evaluate some of them, uh, you have to be a little bit concerned about whether or not that's going to happen. Um, but I know that they had scheduled out a camp at the end of July as well. So I'm hopeful that those will still happen and that we'll all be on a football field uh, watching some recruits work out in the not too distant future. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, Um, he is, he is right. I remember last year, the summer June camp, we had like six guys commit that weekend. So that's definitely a big deal. That is probably going to get canceled or whatever. Yeah, if you don't, and if you don't have spring recruiting, if you can't go see those guys work out at their high schools, I think it makes those camps very important. And then there are a number of satellite camps, like mega camps that I think that the staff was going to be at. So if you lose those, um, I mean, I think everybody's going to be scrambling a little, a little bit to try to evaluate some of these guys that maybe were right on the borderline of an offer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's really all I got to ask you, Alan. I really appreciate you doing this and keep up the great work. I, I, I always follow your predictions and watch when you come on the Big Ten Network every year. No problem. I appreciate you having me on. And, and like I said, hopefully we'll get back to some normalcy and have everybody out on a football field in not too long. Absolutely. Um, I'll edit this out and post it to Twitter if you want to take a look with all that good stuff. Awesome, man. Yeah, just tag me or send me a link whenever it's up, and uh, I'll, I'll definitely will uh, check it out. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yep, no problem. Take care. Yep. You too.